This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome back, Star Wars fans, to another episode of Coruscant Radio Underground. I'm Andrew. I'm here today with Marisha. Hello, all. And this is weird. We're, we're recording before lunch, which just doesn't seem right. It's very weird. But uh, we know we've been away. We've been away for about a month now, but the show is coming back. We haven't gone anywhere. Um, a lot has happened. Yes. Um, you know, honestly, you know, we kind of fell off the radar with this show. I, I lost my grandfather earlier this year and it, it was, it was one of those things where this show is mostly me as far as planning and everything. The other show there, everybody's a little more hands-on. And so the one that was mostly on me kind of fell through the cracks because I just couldn't quite get my head around it. And... Unfortunately, so has my reading. I completely quit reading, uh, so I haven't read anything in like two months. Well, and then, of course, you know, the entire region did freeze. It did, and, and you know. We're going to spend the weekend tearing our house apart. <laughs> That's going to be fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it's 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 been a year so far. I, I don't know what you thought about 2020, but so far I'm not digging 2021. No, not at all. It has not been an improvement. Especially on the uh, the pocketbook front, well, <laughs> they no, spend the, the year for things to break. <laughs> so far, we've had two major appliances break this year. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's been been an interesting year, and uh, but the show is back, and we're going to continue doing what we've always done. There's a lot. The, the, kind of the other thing was is after my grandfather passed, you know, you're kind of going through grief, and the only things going on in the Star Wars community have been kind of rough. So much meanness. Um, you know, so much, so much bickering and, and, mm-hmm. and infighting and, you know, in the fandom and it just, man, it just, there was no part of me that, that wanted to jump into that while it was going on. Yep. And so we just kind of sat by the side, but the show, we are back and th- this, you know, we've got, uh, we're recording coming up with, uh, Pat and Charles from Conversations mm-hmm. and, uh, we're going to do a lot more. We've actually got uh, Dominic Pace coming up in like three weeks. Oh, really? How did I not know that? I don't know, but we do. People don't tell me things. Yeah. First week of <laughs> April, uh, we will have Dominic Pace on the show. So if there's any questions you'd like to add, and of course, he's making the rounds. You know, he's on a lot of podcasts. But if there's right. any questions you'd like to ask him while he's on our podcast, feel free to go ahead and start shooting those over to... Coruscant Radio Underground at gmail.com so I can keep track of them. But as far as Star Wars, there's not a lot of news. We, we've got stuff, you know, as typical, they're, they're, Marvel is such a well, well-oiled machine at this point that it, yeah. I don't think it's that Star Wars is as slow as it feels like sometimes. I mean, they're putting stuff out there. They've got lots of shows in the works. Right. And you're looking across the aisle at Marvel going, well, they've got like four shows and four movies and all that coming out this year. Right. But Marvel is a well-oiled machine. And in a world where everybody else would love to have their very own Kevin Feige, everybody's doing their best, I guess. Yeah, I think so. 
<clears throat> so, well, we we do have a lot of Star Wars stuff. Coming. And here's the other thing: whenever the pandemic hit, a lot of the Marvel material had already been shot, and all of the Star Wars material was just getting ready to start shooting whenever the pandemic shut everything down. So I think that's one reason that it feels like... Um, but Marvel had a lot of shutdowns, too. I think the only thing that was actually filmed when the shut, in its entirety when the, when the shutdown occurred was Black Widow. Okay. Well... Um, some of them were in late production. Mm-hmm. But, like, Falcon and the Winter Soldier's dropping next Friday, and they had a major shutdown. Right, for sure. In fact, they were supposed to have already been out last year. Mm-hmm. So it, it the shutdown affected everybody. I think the difference is is that Marvel it's it's pretty clear at this point that they're three to four years ahead of us on where their stories are heading. Mm-hmm. And it's why you have things now that are, are calling back, you know, picking up threads of stories from years ago and, and, and bringing them back around. And right. it's just, it's a different animal at this point. It is. And I do hope that, um, it, I really loved WandaVision, but whenever it, it ended, it was like in cliffhanger for the next show. And I, I, I do hope that maybe Disney, uh, Star Wars rather will end its, its stories with a little more like, and this is the story, you know, instead of, necessarily being i mean i get that but i mean you don't necessarily we're telling stories in in star wars that don't necessarily have to tie to other shows of course i say that and uh, mandalorian totally unashamedly uh ended with a boba fett right <laughs> hook and, so, and so I, I think you know if you want a connected world you're gonna have to have a connected world and yeah I don't think everything has to have to do with each other. I don't, and I've said this many, many times on this show. I don't think Star Wars has to emulate the Marvel model. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think it, it's because we criticize DC a fair amount sometimes over on our other show for their lack of seeming to know what they want to do. Right. I'm not asking them to be Marvel. Right. You know, the the Marvel model works really, really well for Marvel. I don't think everything has to duplicate it, but I do think that it teaches lessons that everyone ought to be looking at. Especially... I I think what the Marvel model is, is something that everyone that's trying to create a massive franchise should be looking at and going, what did they do that we can use? Not how do we duplicate it. Right. But what, what lessons can we learn? And honestly, I think that the, the, the biggest lesson that I hope that Star Wars takes is have a plan. You know, and I think that's been the most consistent criticism for the, the prequel, the uh, sequel trilogy, rather, has just been that it was, you know, I think the idea was like, we're all going to do our own thing and it'll be so creative. But unfortunately, when you're trying to tell one cohesive story, it doesn't always necessarily gel as well as you would like. So I I do hope that going forward, they, at least the parts that need to be interconnected, that they have a plan for them. Right. And, you know, I'm excited about everything Star Wars comes, has coming down the pipes. And once they get this cranked up, especially with Disney plus, and right now it really appears that Disney plus is the future of Star Wars. I mean, we've got movies coming eventually. We haven't heard anything about those movies. Well, we did back on Investor's Day. They mentioned movies. We've got movies. They they mentioned like 
in a really vague kind of way, not like a, this is the specific, I mean, I'm, like Taika Waititi's doing something, but we didn't get like any, anything more specific than this person is planning to make a movie. Right. Well, I mean, you're not going to get real specifics until they're shooting and then you'll start getting little hints here and there. Yeah. But the, you know, as far as what they're doing, eventually we're going to have a lot of material to talk about. And that's, that's exciting as a Star Wars fan to have that stuff coming. But earlier in the show, we mentioned that there had been a lot of kind of turmoil in the fan base and drama, lots of it. And quite frankly, I don't want to dig into a lot of it or dig very deep into it. We're going to scratch the surface. I feel like some people have done it really well, have kind of delved into it really well. Yeah, there's been a lot of really, really good shows. Uh, Our friends over at Force of Light did a very well thought out. Mm-hmm. Uh, piece on it. Uh, the guys over at Tatooine Sons did a, a wonderful piece on on talking about it, and and I feel like everyone, I feel like both of those gave very fair responses to what's going on. Yeah. And and I don't feel like I need it. it I don't feel like I need to go dredge up old news for some clicks here, and so we're just going to kind of scratch the surface of it because it it is relevant to what's going on in Star Wars and. You know, the Gina Carano debacle is, for a long time, whatever you thought about The Last Jedi, it was the most divisive thing that in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Probably more divisive than even the prequels. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing is, is the prequels, yeah, a lot of people had problems with the prequels. But, I, you know, and, and I mean, I was one of those... You know, people that lined up and saw it opening weekend and everything. And, you know, I heard all the stuff. Now, the internet wasn't there like it is now. So you didn't have. Unless you were into forums and, you <laughs> right. know, that but kind of stuff. But you didn't have the massive amount of chaos that went on with The Last Jedi in the heyday of social media. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to compare. But honestly, I think at this point, I don't think that the Gina Carano situation is quite that divisive is on a mass scale because the thing about the last Jedi is even casual star Wars viewers had really strong thoughts and feelings about that movie. You know, the, the thing about the Gina Carano drama is even people who don't have strong thoughts about star Wars have strong opinions on that one way or the other. That's true too. So, I mean, it's you're not, talking about something that has created a major, major rift within the community. And, I, I mean, it's it's going, you know, you look at their, their social media posts, you look at their YouTube posts. I mean, people are letting them know how they feel about it. Mm-hmm. And, and yes... It is Disney's right to let anyone they want go. I mean, I live in a right to work state and, and you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm glad about that. But, you know, you can literally get fired because somebody comes in in a bad mood one day. Right. Like, you know, you don't have any, re- you know, your job security is tenuous at best. I mean, mm-hmm. your boss comes in in a bad mood and just says, get out of here, you're done, and you don't have any recourse. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so I, on that hand, Disney had the right to do that, but fans also have the right 
to let Disney know how they feel about it. So, you know, a lot of people get into the, you know, the First Amendment rights. And it's like, that's, that's specifically protection from the government. Mm-hmm. But you do have some stuff here where some of these big corporations are kind of in the pocket of the government. Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, mm-hmm. you know, all these. And vice Google, versa, I think. And vice versa. They're, mm-hmm. they're all kind of part of the machine They're all now. in bed together. And so they just the are. government doesn't have to infringe on your rights, they will let someone else do it for them. Mm-hmm. On that hand, that's scary. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the thing is, is one, I'll just say it, I have no problem with what Gina Carano said. It, it was, it's always questionable to start using Nazi references. Never, never smart. It, it, it's one of those things that the, the sooner that disappears out of the lexicon, we should always be aware of who the Nazis were and the atrocities they committed. But like when you start comparing people to Nazis or comparing people to Hitler, you're, you're often making comparisons that you really don't understand. And it starts to just be, at some point, it's just a straw man. Right. It's like you're just building this. Oh, you're an, All you have to say is you're a Nazi. You don't have to give any good evidence for it. Right. You know, so for her to come out and basically say you people are Nazis for being a, you know, a social media mob, probably not smart. Right. But, you know, the thing is, is, you know, and, and of course you can say it's insinuated, but she didn't say Republicans or Democrats or conservatives or liberals or she just said, hey, when one side decides to ex- exercise power over another, bad things happen. Yeah. And she just should have left it at that. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that she's been, I think that from, from everything we've heard now, it really seems like they were looking for a way out of the relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And regardless of that was just questionable enough that they were like, yep, you're out of here. Okay, so here's here's my thing. Like, you know, they've been very insistent. We're a family platform. We have universal, you know, values on all this. So, wait a minute. So, you're going to... Now, it's not confirmed that Ray Park is coming back for this new show, but I'm sorry. How does a man who releases explicit videos of his wife, very inappropriate explicit videos of his wife, not get bumped off of every single thing that this family company does and he didn't just like show them to friends he released them on the internet and that is way more over the line of what disney stands for than anything that gina carano has said Mm -hmm. and i'm not saying that disney should or shouldn't um terminate a relationship with him because of that but I am saying that it is very inconsistent if he comes back. And, and that is the problem, is a total lack of consistency. Yep. You know, and I, of course, I, I assume that it's Lucasfilm that cut ties. I, you know, I don't know if it was Lucasfilm or Disney that decided to cut ties. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you look across the aisle, I mean, Marvel has had people say some pretty heinous things too and not one of them's going anywhere i mean actors insinuating they'd like to kill half of the uh, american population doesn't agree with them politically yeah i mean that that's 
not very family friendly stuff. No, talk about fascism. Right? <laughs> I mean, so I, I don't know. I, I I think that they've made a mistake. I think they've made an irreparable mistake. I I don't I don't think she would come back given the opportunity now. No. So I don't know what their I don't know what their way out there is. And of course we've talked about the shows. You know, they say they had a show planned for her that they scrapped. Mm-hmm. Now, I assumed that that was Rangers of the New Republic. Right. But they went ahead and announced that one. So if there was one they scrubbed, then I don't know what Rangers of the New Republic is. We had talked about that. I thought that she would be I thought least... it was gonna be her and um Poyun Sung. Yeah, I mean that was my assumption. My hope now is that it's Cobb Fant. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and I may be totally off base because, you know, you can think of different things when you think about Rangers. I mean, yeah. you know, our military, we have Rangers who are military. Mm-hmm. Um, with the word now that Hera is leading, you know, the, the rumors that Hera may be leading that team, then you're probably saying more military. Right. My thought was, especially since we've really been digging so deep into the Western concepts, mm-hmm. was that when I thought Rangers, I thought Texas Rangers. Right. And so my assumption was that we were going to get our kind of sheriffs in the outer rim. I mean, Chuck Norris definitely needs something to do, right? Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be <laughs> hilarious? Old Rangers of the New Republic. (laughs) (laughs) Very old. He turned 81 yesterday. Yep. Um, But he he could still do it. Let me get him and Jackie Chan. Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. All right. Scrap all the previous plans. This is now what I want in life. Speaking of, though, you know, there's been all this stuff, and I have very mixed feelings. I, I don't. I don't like the idea of catering to China on anything, but mm-hmm. that's that's the face of that. That's a fact in movie making now that you 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 know if you want to appeal on an international scale, your audiences are the U.S. and China. Mm-hmm. And why on earth have they not tried to put Jackie Chan in a? Uh, I mean, like if you want to do it, like bring in some actors that they actually like and care about. Right. And I think Jackie Chan is one of those that bridges the divide. Yeah. I mean, there are some extraordinarily talented Chinese actors. Oh, yeah. That, I mean, are huge, but, you know, we've never seen them on an American stage. And, you know, um, Star Wars likes to do that whole introducing, you know. So, I mean, they could definitely go lots of different directions with that. Yeah. Um, you know, and kind of wrap up our, the, the Gina Carano thoughts, like, I hate that they did it. It was certainly within their rights. I think they're paying for it now. It was one of those things. It was going to go badly either way. But here's the thing. And I, and I've said this on this show and I say this all the time. Like you can throw a fit on social media and you may or may not have an impact. If you want to make a company understand your point Speak with your pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Money talks. That's the, the at the end of the day. That's the thing right now is Disney is 
making so much money that they feel like they can ostracize a large a, a certain number of people and still make money. Yeah. Now, that being said, Disney is vulnerable right now because they have lost an enormous amount of money this year by the things they've both had to delay and the parks being closed and all mm-hmm. of that. Yeah. If you don't like what they're doing, speak with your money. One way or the other, like whatever side of the aisle you fall on, that's the solution. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the, I mean, that seems to be the thing right now is they're almost acting like, well, money's not our primary concern. Our agenda is. Yeah. Right. At the end of the day, money talks. It is, it, if that if that were true, then there would be some very different things happening with romantic relationships in Disney. If they were more interested in their agenda than they were in the amount of money they're going to make in China. Right. And, well, in and the that, US. that kind of brings us over to the next little thing we wanted to touch on is uh, kind of the crazy stuff going on with the High Republic. Crazy stuff going on with the High Republic. I was because really... The th- and, and because I said this when we talked about this before with Michelle and Natalie... They're doing things in the books almost like a testing ground. Mm-hmm. They're doing things in the books that they wouldn't dare put on screen right now. Right. Yeah. And if people don't speak out now while it's just in the books, yeah, then it's going to start invading the films and shows as well. Yeah. And, you know, the thing is, there's a place for... Um, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this in a way that my kids can listen to it. There is a place for adult novels and adult content and novels. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's Star Wars. And, you know, young adult has kind of become a genre where almost it's it's a place where, you know, um, erotica and you know stories come together in a lot of ways and I'm not here for that no and and, and young adult novels are one there's more of that content in young adult books than there are in your general mainstream novels historical fiction is pretty bad about it well but your your typical sci-fi the young adult fiction aisle is rapidly becoming fan fiction. Mm-hmm. Fan fiction has, and, and I'm not, if you're into fan fiction and writing it and reading it, whatever, that's fine. I, I don't care about that. But a lot of this kind of stuff goes on in fan fiction mm-hmm. where a lot more things of way more explicit nature and, and all that, because it's just where people are taking characters they like and just doing whatever they want with them with no, no restrictions. And which is fun for what it is, but I don't necessarily want that on my bookshelf and my kids are going to come perusing. Right. So, you know, you, you've got some stuff going on and, and one, the High Republic was an interesting idea. I loved the concept of taking stuff further away from where you're making movies and shows right. where the writers can have some freedom. Right. I, I like that idea. That's good. That that's a that's kind of a way of trying to recreate the way the original EU writers were able to write. They mm-hmm. were able to write without 
the hindrance of making sure their stuff fit with movies and TV shows. Exactly. But I have also had a fear that when they decided to go back 500 years, that they were trying to shove the old Republic aside. Well, and they didn't go back 500 years originally. Right. They only went back 200 Like 200 years. years. That That's a lot more recent. And I mean, I, like I said, you know, I stopped reading a couple months ago. I need to get back to reading. I stopped mm-hmm. about halfway through the... Through, um, Light of the Jedi. Light of the Jedi. I mean, there's lines in there where they're talking about, well, we really don't understand hyperspace lanes. And it's like, you're only 200 years before... Like, you're the heyday of the Republic, or at least you're supposed to be, and you don't understand hyperspace lanes and stuff? Like, because supposedly people were doing that for thousands of years before this era. And I'm really, really worried that they thought that they could create this and just make people forget about the whole Republic. Mm-hmm. That was my concern. When we had our first conversation about the High Republic, I was worried our, our timeline for Star Wars, if you include the Old Republic, which is not canon currently, mm-hmm. but if you if you include that, our, our timeline for Star Wars is very long, over 3,000 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm worried they're trying to shrink the timeline. Yeah. I mean, and they... They definitely, you know, they've, they've kind of done some interesting things. They've done some things that I, that I really like, you know, kind of exploring different force powers uh, and, and how the different Jedi kind of have different perspectives of the force, you know. Yeah. They view it, one views it as an ocean, one views it as a song. Um, and I feel like that's kind of a nice image, especially as we're given to understand that the Jedi were kind of in decline by the time we see them. Mm-hmm. Um, in the prequels, you know, so I do like some of the things that that they're doing, but I, I think you're right. I think that it kind of feels like they're just sort of trying to be like, this is the replacement, you know, for all of those things that, that we did before, but it it's not really. It's a different thing, which is fine, as long as it can be just a different thing and instead of trying to be the replacement thing. Right. So... I'm I'm not thrilled about that the way they seem to be handling this and and the idea that this may be our new version of the old republic or at least further back you know I've heard people that were way too high up the ladder with this stuff talk about well you know the Jedi for a thousand years and said no it doesn't say for a thousand years mm-hmm. a thousand generations is a lot more. Yeah. Than a thousand years. Yeah. So I'm really worried that they've failed to understand the depth of the lore and they're shrinking the timeline. I mean, that's one thing that they can always go back and do earlier. They you, can. They can always go back and they do that. They can, but at when, a later you ma- date. when you make statements about how people really don't understand hyperspace lanes 200 years before our main story. I mean, knowledge is lost sometimes, though. I mean, you, you look at. You know, the heyday of... Right, but generally, like, when you're in your golden age, it's not a time of lost information. That's true. Because that's what this has been billed as, is this golden age of the Republic. But we could always have, like, a, what do they call it, intermediate period, like the Egyptians had. You know, you have your old your old kingdom, your first intermediate period, your 
you know, Middle Kingdom, your second intermediate period, where you kind of have conquest and you have kind of things go crazy and you kind of lose some of the some of the knowledge and you have to kind of go back and get it. That's true. Um, so that could maybe be our um, designation between Old Republic and High Republic as some sort of intermediate period where, you know, right. problems, Siths come and cause trouble. Yeah. Now, I don't want to get too into the books because I haven't read them. I'm seeing all this crazy stuff, mm-hmm. um, like the fact that, you know, one of them has a pet rock. He's not a pet rock. He's a navigator, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, and I'm not going to... The idea of a sentient rock creature is nothing new. Right. That exists all through fantasy storytelling. Yeah. Uh we, you know, including things recently, you know, Marvel has Korg mm-hmm. and the never ending story Perishable has the rock, rock. biter. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are examples of this, but this is just, I mean, and I know that the idea is he's not actually a rock. He's this creature that appears to be a rock, but he has no arms. He has no legs. He has no mouth. He has no eyes. No, you know, he's. What is it? And I, I have to read the book. I haven't read <laughs> the like book. Like I said, so. I don't want to get too into it because I haven't read it. And maybe there's some twist on the whole thing. But at first glance, at first glance, it makes me not want to read the book. Mm-hmm. Because at first glance, I'm going, either this all started as some sort of inside joke and we're like being trolled or something, or, or like our writers really aren't taking... Mm-hmm. the story that large seriously. I mean, Claudia Gray has always taken the, the larger story pretty seriously. She has. She's, she's, she's done but really. But Claudia Gray is also guilty of one of the things we've had problems with. And that's very books. true. And that's that this content that the, the content. Suggestive content. More suggestive content. She's crept a little more in with each story she's written. Mm-hmm. E.K. Johnson's doing the same thing. And, you know, and the thing is, like, I've really, you know, they're both talented writers, and I've really loved some of the things that they've written. But I don't, again, I don't need suggestive content in my Star Wars. Right. And again, and we're not going to go through it, because we did a whole episode on our show, and then we did an episode with Force of Light Entertainment, where we talked about all that. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, I don't want to have to read the books that I'm putting on my shelf before my kids can pick them up. Mm-hmm. I have dozens and dozens and dozens of EU books and none of them ever had that. It's not, you know, this idea that Star Wars needs this to kind of be part of, to, to fit modern sensibilities. It's bull crap. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, a lot of this is the kind of Game of Thrones mentality creeping into all fiction. Oh, and the point, speaking of Game of Thrones, okay, so like I said, there are some really great things about Light of the Jedi, but the multiple point of view characters just like make me want to bang my head against a wall. Yeah. Yeah, the jumping around, I mean, honestly, um, I've never, so I, I've never watched Game of Thrones. I've watched like three episodes. Mm-hmm. I read the first book. First two? 
books. Well, I read the first book. You kept dro- dropping the second one in a mud puddle. Yeah, it was it was a cursed book, apparently. So I read the first book, mm-hmm. and it was okay. Yeah, kind of liked it. Mm-hmm. I read the I was reading the second book, and I had it out in the woods with me one day, and it fell out of my bag into a giant mud puddle. Mm-hmm. Threw it away. It was ruined. Bought another copy. <laughs> About two weeks later. I did the exact same thing. That's why when I take books out with me now, they're in, <laughs> Zip in big Ziploc bags. But I dropped it and I was about halfway through it. And at that point, I had read enough of it that I, I just kind of went, you know, I don't think I care. Yeah. I read the first couple of of books. Um, but again, I just, it was it was just too graphic. You know, for me, after a little while, it was just like, I, I can't do this much, this many sex scenes, graphic sex scenes. Yeah. So anyway, so we moved on from that. Um, I did. I mean, of course, the thing about the show is you don't get the kind of jarring point of view character thing going on. Yeah. Like you did in, in the books. Um, and I, and I guess some people really like it. I, I just I'm not a huge fan. And I find it a lot harder to invest in a story. Here's my thing about Light of the Jedi. Like, I find it much harder to invest in a story whenever we're just getting snippets from point of views of a half a different a half a dozen different characters instead of have following someone all the way through the story. Yeah. And I and I understand that was just a creative decision they made, and that's their prerogative, but I just don't like it. <laughs> yeah. So Here's kind of a, a little thing that I keep seeing that I actually want to refute. One of the things is, is well, y'all, you know, all you fanboys loved the expanded universe, and there was stupid stuff in the in the expanded universe all the time. It's like, yes, there are a lot of expanded universe books and comics and and everything. There's and we didn't like the it. stupid stuff then and either. We did not like the stupid stuff then either. We <laughs> made fun of it endlessly. There were even some stupid things towards the end of the primary run of the Expanded Universe stuff that actually made me quit reading Expanded Universe books because it got too silly. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I would only go pick up stuff from certain writers. You weren't a big fan of what? Oh, let me refresh my memory. Clone Palpatine? No, Clone of Palpatine wasn't that bad. Okay, uh, That was, he- was actually done well. In the books. There were some... Was it the Yuzon Vong you the did? The Yuzon like? Vong War just just killed me. I, I just couldn't do it. It was such a departure mm-hmm. from what Star Wars had always been. That it, you know, I know there's people that love that story, but I just never could yeah. get into that. Um, I, when they killed Chewbacca in like this really weird bizarre way that's when i kind of walked away didn't you get smashed by a moon yeah pretty much yeah i was i was talking to um talking to one of my nephews the other day and we were talking about star wars and he was like yeah and they killed han solo i was done (laughs) 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 that's fair not interested anymore so that's how you felt about chewbacca huh so i killed chewbacca so you know i don't know i'm gonna read them i mean here's the thing I'm going to read the entire first wave of High Republic. We stuff. spent money on them. I We're bought it. Read them. I bought it. I'm going to read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the comics are coming. the The books are are mostly here. I don't know how many we've still got to release in this first wave, or if they're all out. But 
you know, so far it the I'm you know halfway through the first book and it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's not spectacular. It's okay. Yeah. But it's the first book introducing you to this entire time period, and right. I expect that to be a little weighty. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see where it goes from there, and and like I said, I'll read it all before we get real in depth. Yeah. On the books. And that's not really what we're talking about today. We're just kind of talking about some of the controversies surrounding mm-hmm. the books. And I don't want to speak too deeply on those until I've read them myself. Yeah. But what else? I think that probably kind of covers all the news we've kind yeah. of got. Okay. All right. So we do have, we will get back to a weekly show here. They might be a little bit shorter. We're kind of thinking about cutting the show. It's traditionally been an hour, hour and 15 minutes, and I'm I'm kind of leaning towards a 45-minute show so that we can get them out quicker and so that in, in on time. Right. And so that and and I really feel like I, for me a 45-minute podcast is about the perfect length. So as yeah. far as listening yeah. So I think we're going to kind of try that for a little while and see how it goes. But we are back. We will be back next week as well. And hopefully every week after that for a while. Yeah, we're actually going to, we've, we've got a couple of things we're kind of working on. I think we're going to do some some Padme and Anakin and um, storylines there. So we'll get some friends to come on and talk that with us. But we got to do some, we got to do some viewing ahead of time on those. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of Coruscant Radio Underground. It's really, really good to finally be back. Marisha, where can people find you until next time? You can find me on my website, princessesandpadawans.com. I am princesses underscore and underscore padawans on Instagram and ppadawans on Twitter. All right. And I'm Andrew Gore. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at crew underscore podcast. That's C-R-U underscore podcast. You can drop us a line at CoruscantRadioUnderground at gmail.com. And as always, you can catch our other show, the Science Fictionary Podcast, where we cover a much broader range of topics. Everything from Marvel, you know, Marvel, DC, uh, get into a lot of fantasy stuff like Lord of the Rings. We're currently doing a series called The Pillars of Adventure, where we're digging into that genre. So uh, be sure to check out that show wherever you listen to podcasts. And as Always, you can find us as well as the rest of our Red 5 podcast family at red5network.com or at red5network on Twitter. And until next time, may the force be with you.